0: Now they're all plugged in, ready to go, full of the Spirit, right? Every day. Spirituality. What is spirituality? Some find that their spirituality is into some things of this world. They get plugged into violence. They get plugged into chaos. They draw their power from that. And I don't understand why, but they seem to be stars on TV. People interview them because they are so spiritually, if you want to call it, moved in their so-called movement that they have. Spirituality. Is it a religion? Is spirituality religion or is Religion spirituality. The answer is yes. Happens both ways. You see, spirituality is... It's a path, and it's an individual. The path depends on what path you're going to go down. And the individual is where you want to go to on your path. So that spirituality that we have goes down the path, and at the end of the path, along the path, is Jesus Christ. The Bible is full of spiritual mystery, interaction, and activity. So the question that is asked is, am I spiritually connected? I believe that a lot of people have come, ceased coming to church is because they have lost that spiritual connectivity to God that they so much need. They need to come to a corporate church to connect with God. We connect with each other. I don't know how many of you have seen the movie Avatar, but it kind of reminds me of that movie where the root system of the trees and everything is so intertwined together and there is power there. Are we not all one body of Jesus Christ, of God? Are we all intertwined together? But are we connected? You can't see the truth because you don't know the scriptures well and because you don't really believe that God is powerful. It's an interesting sentence that Jesus was telling the Sadducees. Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. They were trying to trick Jesus into asking the question, Well, who is this woman going to be married to in the afterlife because she was married several times? And he replied, You can't see the truth because you don't know the scriptures well, and because you really don't believe that God is powerful. And listen to these words from Jesus in Mark 24. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. There's a lot of things that are involved there in that spiritual connection that we have with God. But the problem is is that we're having people who are trying to be self-worth, self-love, self-power, and they have become disconnected from the spirituality of God. And believe me, that that disconnect, the power behind the disconnect is also very powerful. And that's what's drawing people away. That disconnect will consume people. Just read the words of Second Timothy three. But mark this there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. As I look around the society today, I see so many adjectives that is used in this particular sentence that describes mankind today. Verse 5 is rather interesting. It says, Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And what did we just read earlier? It says, you can't see the truth because you don't know the scriptures well and because you don't really believe that God is powerful. You have to believe that God is powerful. You have to believe in in God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit where we draw our power from. Where are we on our, I'm talking about us here, our spiritual journey. And where does our spirituality come from? These are questions that should strike into the heart and mind of every Christian alive today. The death of Jesus Christ should not be in vain. The death of Jesus Christ should give us the hope and the future that is coming for us. The spiritual power of God. But in Paul's letter to the Galatians, in chapter 3, he says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? The power of God Is only accessible when we are spiritually connected with it. Without it, God's church becomes just another human organization called organized religion. The church is a spiritual, supposed to be a spiritual connection to the Almighty where we draw power from Him. We are connected to Him, not just during our worship time here today but every day of our lives. It is a time when we are covered with the blood of Jesus Christ so our sins are forgiven. It is a time to connect. But the world wants other things from us. I came across this interesting story by Ramez Sassen. It's called the elephant and the fly. One day a disciple and his teacher were walking through the forest. The disciple was disturbed by the fact that his mind was in constant unrest. He asked his teacher why most people's minds are restless and only a few can possess a nice, calm mind. What can one do to still the mind, he asks. The teacher looked at his disciples, smiled and said, I will tell you a story. On one beautiful day, an elephant was standing by the shade of a tree, eating its leaves. Suddenly, a small fly came buzzing and landed on the elephant's ear. The elephant stayed calm and continued to eat, not heeding the fly. The fly flew around the elephant's ear, buzzing noisily, yet the elephant seemed to be unaffected. This bewildered the fly, and it asked, Are you deaf? No, the elephant answered. Why are you not bothered by my buzz? the fly asked. Why are you so restless and noisy, the elephant said. Why can't you just stay just for a few moments, stay calm? And the elephant kept on eating the leaves. The fly answered, Well, everything I see, hear and feel attracts my attention and all the noises and movements around me affect my behavior. What is your secret? How can you stay so calm? And still, the elephant stopped eating its leaves and said, My five senses do not disturb my peace because they do not rule my attention. I am in control of my mind and my thoughts and therefore I can direct my attention where I want and I ignore any of the disturbances including your buzz. Now that I am eating, I am completely immersed in the act of eating. In this way, I can enjoy my food, chew it better. I am in control of my attention, and therefore, I can stay peaceful. Upon hearing these words, the disciples' eyes were opened wide, and a smile appeared on his face. He looked at his teacher and said, I now understand. My mind will always be in constant unrest if my five senses, whatever is happening in this world around me, are in control of it. On the other hand, if I'm in control of my five senses, I'm able to disregard the sense impressions and able to control my thoughts, my mind, and will become calm and peaceful. And the teacher said, yes, that is right. The mind is restless and goes wherever the attention will go. Control your attention and you control your mind. I kind of chuckled when I read that story because on the news you'll hear things like, the elephant is in the room. Oftentimes referring to Congress, somebody coming into Congress. And I'm thinking, well... Is the elephant really in the room or is it the fly? The elephant is the one that's at peace. The one creating the disturbances is the fly. It's time to get the fly. It's time to get rid of the flies. I know they're all over but we will get them. We will control the buzz that's around us and get rid of it. We don't need those distractions in our lives. It's time to get out the fly swatter and kill the fly. Kill the buzzing noise that's around us. Put down the cell phones and be spiritually connected to God rather than the phone. I'm just amazed that whenever we go places, Kids are always on their phone. You know, when we were kids, drive, I was in the back seat of the car, all I could do was look out the window or read a book. Didn't have such thing as games or cell phones back then. You got to see the nature. and got to see the world around you and actually have a sense of spirituality and a sense of connection. Nowadays, the phone serves as a sense of clutter. It clutters our mind. TV clutters our mind. Radio clutters our mind. Noise! Gotta get rid of it. You gotta have peace. Gotta have calmness. Get rid of it. John 4.23 says, But the hour is coming. And is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship Him in truth and spirit. It goes back to this. You can't see the truth because you don't know the scriptures well and because you don't really believe that God is powerful. You see Jesus is full of the spirit. He is full of life, he is full of truth. John 6:63 6, says the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for absolutely nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. That's what we want. When we love the Lord, we are to love the Lord, our God, with our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength. Keep our attention on God. With everything that we have, we blot out the noises, blot out the distractions, and have our confidence in God. It's like the words of the elephant. I'm in control of my mind and my thoughts and therefore I can direct my attention where I want and ignore any disturbances, including your buzz. Focus, focus, focus. That's what we need to do. We need to focus on God. So how do we do that? Well, first thing you do in the morning which I hear, I think most of you probably do this. You begin the day with God. Jesus said in John 15, Abide in me. And he repeated that in two other ways in John 15, while also providing a stark warning and a vast promise. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. It's like a little vacuum cleaner down here. If it's not plugged in, it ain't going to do anything. It's just going to sit there and look red and do absolutely nothing. We've got to plug it in to get power to it. We've got to plug into God. Abide in Him. Staying focused in God requires us to abide in Him. The second thing that we can do is remain in prayer. Do you want to create and develop that habit of a prayerful life? Thessalonians has a very bold command, pray without ceasing. A person taught her children about staying focused on God by offering up A quick prayer every time she heard the sirens of the police car or the fire truck or the ambulance. See, God doesn't require our elegant, long winded, pious sounding discourses laced with these and thous and almighties. He wants our heart. And often that can be said as simple as God, help. God just wants our heart wants us to pray to him. It's kind of like this song here in in 342, but I did change one of the words on it. Reach out and touch the Lord as he walks by. You'll find he's not too busy to hear your prayer. He's passing by this very moment. He's passing by this moment. Your needs he'll supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as he walks on by. next thing we can do is limit the distractions. Yes. Got him. Get this water out. Get rid of the devil. Get rid of the distractions that are around you. Our spiritual lives don't need to be cluttered with the noises and the buzzes of this world. It needs to have a sense of calmness and peace and quiet and tranquility it is then when you can hear the Lord. It is then when the Lord is talking to you because you can actually hear him. You love the Lord with all your might, song, strength, heart, whatever you have, everything you have, you love the Lord. And when you do that to God, you're using all your senses and you're reaching out to God. And then we need to serve God. Matthew 6, 24, Jesus teaches, No one can serve two masters, for either one will hate the one and love the other, or one will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. If you're serving God with all your resources of time and energy and talents and with your money, then staying focused on God will naturally be there for you. Focus, focus, focus. Every day, every moment, every breathing time that you have in your life, focus upon God. And then number five is re- remove sin from your life. Get rid of some of the habits that we may have, the sinful habits. Hebrews 12, 1 says, Since we are surrounded by so many examples of faith, we must get rid of everything that slows us down especially sin that distracts us. Staying focused on God is a full-time job, as it should be. Anything else has its shortcomings. We need to kill the sin. We need to blot it out, get rid of it, Or it will get to us and the only way to do that is through jesus christ his blood shed for us his death is not in vain it has been said countless times that life is a marathon not a sprint when staying focused on god it becomes especially evident Hebrews 12.1 says, We must run the race that lies ahead of us and never give up. And the next verse tells us how to do that. We must focus on Jesus, the source and goal of our faith. Take these steps. Focus upon Jesus Christ the love of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, plug yourself into God. That's what God wants us to do. And only until that happens on a bigger scale will people find peace. In the meantime, there's that buzz going on out there. Buzzing sound is everywhere. I don't know how many of you sit at home, but I know uh, um, even in our house, a lot of times we have the TV on just for noise. And I'm thinking, okay, why do I want the TV on for noise? How about turning it off? That drives the kids. They, they don't like quiet. they got to have something going on all the time. There's been a few times we've been driving in the car and it's just be you know, Justin and I or Juliana and I, we'll be driving and we'll get almost all the way home before they realize the radio wasn't on. We would actually be connecting with each other, talking to each other, instead of having that noise going on in the car. See, when you get rid of the noise... You can concentrate on God. You can talk to God. Don't need the buzz. Don't need the noise. Hey, think about it this way. If you turn the TV off, you're saving electricity. Okay? There's your money-saving tip for the day. Give to God, and He'll give back to you. Plug into Him, and He will give you power. Mark twelve twenty four. that's where it says, you can't see the truth because you don't know the scriptures well and because you don't really believe that God is powerful. We believe that God is powerful. We believe in the truth. We believe in Jesus Christ. We love God with all, everything that we have, our strength, everything we can do to give it to God. Because that's what God wants. And believe me, this body doesn't mean anything. This flesh that we have is going to die and go away. What's in here? Connect to Jesus Christ. Wherever people may be in the world, it's time to connect to God and not to yourself. Once you connect to God, once you listen to Him, once you read the scriptures, once you understand what Jesus did for you, it is then when you will find peace. Amen. May the grace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.